Hey folks, this is Wes Colton with Introvert Unbound, and we've got our next podcast going on, and we have a special guest. We have Jeremiah. Hey Wes, glad to be here. Glad you're here. The reason I invited Jeremiah is he's somebody who has been, let's just say, pushing his boundaries as an introvert in terms of socializing, going out doing cold approach, that sort of thing, and he's got a lot of insight and experience in terms of finding his boundaries, finding where it's a burnout for him, pushing his comfort zone, that sort of thing. So, yeah, what's been your experience in terms of going out there and socializing? Well, um, mostly it's been in the last year that I uh, just have really been pushing myself, um, trying to just improve my social skills in general, and realizing that, oh, yeah, there are times where I get burnt out, but uh, with going out so much and so frequent, I've actually seen some improvement where I can extend um, my social, I don't know what you want to call it, but like there'd be times where I get in the zone just socially. You're like, oh yeah, this is actually kind of fun and I can uh, uh, get into that zone and just talk to people more naturally. Whereas uh, for most of my life, that it wasn't that natural. It was always this, this like very draining thing. Right, which is very common for most introverts. But yeah. what ends up happening is introverts are like, okay, this is hard for me. It's always going to be hard for me. Why even do it? Did you have some of those doubts at first? You were like, this is it's very difficult. For instance, for me to go to a bar for several hours and chat up strangers. Did, did you have a lot of kind of trepidation and doubt? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really started with, um, I, I actually took a program, actually hired like a coach to push me cool. for three nights to, to do all this, like talking to people, things that I wasn't used to. Hmm. And after those three nights, I never hit a stride. It was always very, very awkward. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I could actually do this. But they're like, no, no, keep going, like keep pushing, like eventually you'll see results. And so I, I kept going out for, for months, you know, two, three times a week. And yeah, I had, I had major doubts, but then there'd be like one night where I was hanging out with my friends mm-hmm. and just be like, oh yeah, this, wow, like this is way different than, mm-hmm. than it used to be. And so that, that has motivated me to keep going out. And now lately, especially the last few months have been, I mean, it's still, I can't necessarily get into the zone every night. Sure. But uh, it's it's certainly night and day from a year ago, like it's in, in, entirely different. Yeah, yeah. So explain some of your your going out. So you're doing cold approach. You're primarily looking to talk to women because you're a young guy who's single. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have that intention when I go out. Um, I've been reframing it more where I'm just like trying to have fun. Hmm. I'm like, oh, I, I you know, I just want to be myself in a way, but still pushing, pushing my boundaries, you know, pushing my comfort zone be like, Oh yeah, I want, you know, there's an attractive woman over there. Like, let's go talk to her or, um, like let's make friends with some guys and like we go as a group or things like that. So, so what's the most surprising thing about kind of going out? You're typically going out to bars, right? Were those places that you really Mm -hmm. found comfortable in the past? Like what what was your bar experience prior to doing this? So before I before this, I would actually go out uh, like with my friends or if I had a girlfriend, I would, I'd still go out. Yeah. I just would never go out with the intention of meeting new people. 
for instance. I would, I would almost never do that. And in fact, I actually didn't, I wasn't even aware of them, honestly. I just was never focused on people. Yeah. I mean, there'd be, there'd be people around. They'd be like, oh, yeah, there's, there's people around. Like, this is kind of cool, right? And being social, but never really interacting with them too much. So now getting more of that interaction has been very interesting, I'd say. Definitely lots of uh, lessons learned. There's tons of types of people out there. Right. So um, uh, it's, it was surprising. You asked what was surprising about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, there's, there's been lots of surprises, I guess. <laughs> I mean, in terms of did you think initially when you did it that it would be a miserable experience? Or like, all right, I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to start talking to random people, but it's probably not necessarily going to be for me or it's going to be really difficult or really painful or I'm not going to connect with people. Did you have doubts like that or did you go into it pretty optimistic? Yeah, it, when I first got into it, um, I was fairly optimistic, but then when I actually started doing it, oh man, I was like, I, so many doubts. Like every night for, for months, I was like, yeah. can I do this? Can I really do this? I mean, it, it was, So what were some of the doubts? It so, was tough. It was, it was like, am I ever going to be able to really be comfortable talking with a stranger, okay. basically? Because that was most of it. Like it takes so much energy to to be comfortable around new people, yeah. to form those connections really quickly, where um, before, like in social circles, I mean, I can obviously have relationships. I mean, I think anybody can do that just given time, but doing that quickly, like meeting new people all the time, especially considered dating, like you wanna see if you're compatible like as fast as possible, so you can be like, okay, well, next, or like, okay, or well, maybe something's going on here. I mean, that, uh, that was to a total doubt in my mind because I'd be trying to start conversations and like, even if I was having fun, like maybe they weren't. And, and I was like, oh, I, I realized I was like super nerdy. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I only know like a few topics. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about science or math and yep. engineering and all that. So I kind of had to learn more about maybe uh, just some other things like I don't know, fashion, for instance, or just these other topics that I didn't really give a shit about, but I started giving more uh, thought and energy to those because, um, you know, other people are interested in them, and that's right. one way to connect with people. It makes it a lot easier and less draining, less, um, you know, emotionally, um, emotionally draining to yeah. actually have something to talk about. So would you say that some of those topics would be under the category of small talk to a certain degree, right? Yeah, yeah, to a, to a degree. And I then mean, you're not going into these deep dive necessarily, but probably yeah, some of your it, conversations do. You get to take them into your passions of science and math and whatnot. But to start sure. the conversation, it's kind of hard to just go in at a bar and be like, oh, hey, have you heard about this equation or this new theory? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the you're not going to find a whole lot of people that, that you can relate to for that. If you do, great. Yeah. Um, so how did you get through kind of the, not the stigma necessarily, but the difficulties of engaging with in that kind of small talk? Because a lot of introverts are like, I don't, I don't like talking about these petty things. I do just want to talk about the deeper connection stuff. But obviously, most people aren't going to want to go there right away. So how did you kind of push through that? How did you accept 
that talking about some lighter topics isn't selling out or being a phony or you know necessarily even being boring. Yeah, I would say just um, just doing it and also seeing other guys do it. Yeah, um, that was a huge key. And I actually had this belief of I should never say the same thing again. Like it always has to be unique, mm. right? It always has to be something novel. And then I realized like that that's total. BS, like you should say the same things. Like that's your personality. Sure. I mean, you can tell the same stories, obviously, but you say the same jokes to new people. And I don't know why, where that came from. Yeah. That was like a weird belief I had. So I got over that. And then mostly just just doing it and being like, oh yeah, yeah, like this is totally normal. Mm-hmm. And you actually get more, uh, um, it becomes more automatic. I mean, if you're saying all these things constantly all the time, then if it's automatic, then you're using less energy. Right. You're just you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, this is what I say in this situation. Like, oh, here's a funny response to this. Right. So it's and not it, necessarily like you're memorizing lines. It's that it's like muscle memory in a sense, right? You absolutely. Know, like you yeah. Get through yeah. a structure enough times, and you realize that's what most conversation is. And extroverts kind of naturally know how to do that. With introverts. We tend to overcomplicate things, it seems. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even necessarily just memorizing lines or specific things. It's more of getting into that mentality of just kind of just saying what's on your mind yeah. for the most part. Totally. Um, and as introverts, I mean, I think we do get in, in our heads a lot. And uh, if we if we are in our heads, you know, maybe we're not as relatable. But if we can be more present to the moment, then we're like, oh yeah, maybe they don't understand, but I just said, like, maybe clarify, or maybe, you know, try to always think about how to to add to the interaction. Sure, no, those are excellent points. Do you feel like, so what is the deal with introverts and being afraid of kind of just blurting out and saying things? Because it seems as if, do you think it comes from a fear or like an insecurity that introverts have or just like we just have a very high standard for what should be said? Like what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think I think there's some uh, potential uh, like limiting beliefs where it's like, oh, what I have to say has to be high quality or, or really it could be also a projection of the future that's not necessarily true. You know, you have, like everyone has chatter in their head, yeah. right? And you can say what you're thinking, but if you think about something to say and you're like, oh, well that's not, you know, that's not appropriate or that it's gonna come off wrong, like you don't necessarily know that, hmm. right? You don't necessarily know. So you kind of have to mess up to know what to say and what to not. and. And you always kind of always want to be messing up. I mean, there's some things that are pretty obvious that you shouldn't say, right? I mean, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, yeah. Say, say those things because I know. But um, there's a lot of things that you probably, you know, as an introvert, if you're holding yourself back, you, you just, you might not know. That's such so, a good point. That is such an awesome point. And I think that is so central to everything like you want to mess up so our biggest fear is like oh what if i say something weird it's like good because then you'll realize it doesn't even matter if it was weird and probably it wasn't as weird as you thought it was and like learning to just kind of go with the flow and how people forget what you say then and it almost mm-hmm. it lowers that pressure that you have on yourself you're like oh i can say anything you take away that self-editor and then 
you flow more naturally. And that's the problem with introverts. Like we are, we're these awesome, deep, multifaceted people, but we sometimes have trouble getting that across. So people think we're just shy or, uh, you know, smug or whatever. And that, that can be a huge deficit in dating, right? Because if a woman has an option between, you know, a guy who maybe doesn't have great things to say, but is at least, here's who I am, and this potentially deep person who's not saying a word, of course they're going to pick the, you know, the loudmouth extrovert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, for women, I mean, they're going off their emotions. I mean, guys are too. But um, specifically, I mean, if they're, getting, if they're getting a good vibe off a guy who's just being loose, and free, right? Like that's that could be fun to be around. It's like, oh yeah, I feel, you know, attracted or comfort around them, versus another guy who's like, oh, you know, they they do have stuff to say, but they they they're not like, they're not expressing it. You know, they're not used to to doing that. And I think honestly, a lot of it is people are probably afraid of coming across weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe they will come across weird, sure. but. You, you kind of have to come across weird to, to, to figure out, you're like, okay, well, you know, this isn't relatable to most people or, or like, you know, to, to figure out, okay, I need to work on this part of my personality. I mean, you have to do it to, to figure out how to get better. Right. So, yeah, it's an experiment, right? And like you said, you don't know what's good to say until you say it. And obviously staring away from like the most offensive possible topics. But you know, you're out in a bar environment, you can kind of say some funny, silly stuff. If you say something wrong, it's very easy to be like, I apologize, sorry about that. And the beautiful thing is you're talking to people who basically you're probably never gonna see again necessarily, so you're almost anonymous. So it's like a perfect laboratory for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what's really good about uh, nightlife, like bars and clubs, is not only do you get just a lot of people um, but it's fairly anonymous. I mean, you can go and just start conversations with anybody. And for the most part, I mean, you're never going to see them again, realistically. Right. I mean, over the last year I've met thousands of people and I think I've seen two again. Sure. So, uh, it's, it's a great laboratory and other people are doing the same thing. I mean, you've probably seen people be like, oh man, what that, like, what, what the hell did he just say? But you probably, you don't remember that, right? It's like it's just right. some rando at the bar. Yeah. And so like, if you do that, then you, at least you're improving yourself. Yeah. So a lot of the times introverts just hate going out to the bar, right? It's a high sensory experience. It's super loud. It's super crazy, bright lights. How did you kind of build up a, a thick skin for dealing with that. I mean, you said you used to spend time in bars anyway, so they never necessarily mm-hmm. bothered you. Like, but how do you, but clearly yeah. as an introvert, you might be more sensitive, you know, sensory, sensory wise than an extrovert. How do you deal with all the, just the sensory input? Well, I think, um, I've been kind of lucky in that area cause I've been a huge fan of like electronic music. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go to a lot of uh, shows that are super loud with all these bright lights. Right. And always just shows, right? You're not, it's not like a bar or club where you're meeting a lot of people. But when I went into bars and clubs, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, used to that. So I, I can't really yeah. attest to that too much. But I will say one thing related to that, uh, specifically with the loud music. So one thing that I've been trying to work on uh, the last year is my voice. 
Okay. So I've, I realized that especially there was a period where I, I pushed myself for 30 days to go out, which was super tough. Like I, I actually literally was crying on a couple of those days, like yeah. literally in yeah. tears. Uh, but one thing I realized being out in these loud environments is like, oh, I was putting so much effort and energy into my voice trying to overcome the music that I was like, you know what, I need, I need to like research this. I need to ask people how to really just breathe better, breathe more like for my diaphragm mm -hmm. where my air is more, it's more like a spring where it just wants to come out. I'm not really forcing it to come out. And I realized like that was a huge energy drain. Very true. And that's an issue a lot of introverts have. So guys that I've worked with going out to the bars, the number one reason for being rejected by women is that they can't be heard. Like yeah. they're just, hey, how and like a woman's not gonna be like, oh, I really wanna hear what this random person has to say and let me lean in and just in case they're saying something brilliant. It's just like, they're just like, they just turn around. Like, dude, they didn't even reject you. They couldn't hear you and so they just left. So that's an issue with introverts. It's very common with introverts. A lot of times as introverts, because we like quiet a lot of the times, and I like music too, so I, I'm in a similar boat as you. I'm, I'm down with music. Maybe not the music that's going on in the clubs, but um, in terms of we think that we're talking louder than we are, so I tend to try to be like, I'm gonna talk too loud, and I'll wait for somebody to be like, dude, chill out. You know, but the thing is that almost never happens unless, you know, you're in a library or something like that. So you're, you're talking about specifically the mechanics of taking the breaths and I kind of liken it to, you know, like a bellows or a thing that you use for a fireplace, one of those old fashioned things, or even just a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an accordion. So like you, you have the accordion and you sort of like open it a little bit and then you make a note and it's just like, Rank. but if you open it wide, you have all that air. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly like when you're speaking from your diaphragm. Yeah. A good analogy. So you yeah, found yeah, over time that your voice strengthened? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had to pay attention to specifically how I'm breathing. Yeah. But I'd always um, consider it, you know, if somebody had to say what or lean in or anything, I'm like, oh, man, like I'm not yeah. speaking loud enough and I could force it out. But it's so much easier and less draining to have a better breathing technique. So talk a little bit and, about your technique in terms of that. I mean, you mentioned it briefly, but... Yeah, just it kind of feels more of when I inhale, it goes down into my belly. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just kind of like, like, it's almost just forcing it down into my body. So I go... And then it's just like a really super deep breath. And then when it, it wants to naturally come out, and then when it comes out, you can uh, use your facial muscles and your throat and everything to yeah. to make these noises, <laughs> <laughs> which are words. Yes, exactly. yes, words and various other uh, utter utterances. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's just describing it on my newsletter, so that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of uh, other like YouTube videos about how to do this. I mean. Just, have, you could just Google it. Yeah, for sure. I have worked with guys who specifically the vocal tonality is an issue where sometimes maybe they're, they're talking just kind of like that. And so just being aware of those components, I find, tends to fix itself after a while. I mean, I'm somebody who doesn't have a typically super loud voice. I do sing and, and play music and stuff like that, so that's given me an advantage. But um, I have over time been able to kind of increase the you know, the volume of my voice without harming it. So 
definitely when I first started doing stuff like going out and talking to people out in the bars, at the end of the night, even after just a few hours, my throat was kind of raw. These days, it's not. You know, I so I've clearly built up some strength that wasn't there before. Have you found mm-hmm. that as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just really with anything you do in life, if you do it over and over and over again, your brain and your body is going to be like, hey, well, if you're going to keep doing this, then I'm going to make it easier for you. It becomes more automatic. Yeah. I mean, it's like a muscle. So you go to the gym and and you lift weights and at the beginning, you're going to suck. You're going to hurt. Yeah. But eventually your muscles are going to be like, all right, well, if, if this is what you're doing, let's, let's make the most of it. You know, let's, yeah. let's keep the, the, your muscles strong and same with your voice, same with just going out and, and having those social skills. Right. Just. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of, you know, we can say self-improvement or self-development or however you want to phrase it. So the idea of kind of working on yourself, but being true to who you are. So you're still an introvert. You're still Jeremiah. You're not trying to be Leonardo DiCaprio or some shit, but you do, you know, you may want, and I'm not sure, I don't want to speak for you, but you, over time, you're like, I'd like to level up in certain areas, right? Sure. So how, how do you frame that in your own brain without it seeming like I'm trying to be some phony person that I'm not? Well, yeah, that's an interesting question. I mean, I think if you do keep doing what you're doing, you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Hmm. So if you want to improve, you're going to have to not necessarily be like somebody else, but you're going to have to behave in a way that you have never behaved before. Hmm. And really the first time you do any new behavior, it's going to be weird. I mean, the first time you say something that's out of your comfort zone, the first time you do something, I mean, it's going to be super awkward, but you have to do that. Not only just once, the first time is the hardest, (laughs) but then if you do it uh, once or or even a couple times, then you're like, Oh, I've done this before. Right. Like no big deal. I've said this before. Then it's, it's not necessarily like completely automatic, but at least you have some experience with that. Right. So, and I mean, obviously even introverts who don't go out to bars a lot, they are still talking to people, they're still capable of conversation. So it's not like you're developing some new alien skill. It's just sort of where you're directing it and maybe, you know, being aware of how to guide a conversation and those sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a man, I mean, you want to take some responsibility and, uh, like leading the conversation, especially at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, we're expected to do the approach for the most part. So we go approach. And, the, and a lot of times the woman's like, okay, well, you know, you said some funny thing, but, but what else you got, right? Like they're not necessarily going to be all crazy about you just because you had some 30 second, you know, pickup line or, or something. I mean, you gotta, you gotta keep that, you gotta keep that going. And that can be really tough for an introvert. It's like, cause we're used to having, you know, like normal conversations, usually 50, 50, right? It's like, I say something, you say something back. Yeah. But as far as dating goes... That's not necessarily always the case, right? Like you got to go and like, pre- at least right? in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. You have to like present yourself. So you're like, oh, well, they're not responding. They're not telling me to like go away necessarily, but like, oh crap. Like I got to keep going, you know, I got to keep yeah. showing myself before they're, 
you know, before they're like, oh, you know, this guy's cool. Like, let's continue talking with him. And I think that's what freaks out a lot of introverted dudes. They're like, you mean I got to say all this stuff in the beginning? And, you know, it does get to a point where the conversation, you know, will be potentially 50-50, depending on the woman. You know, a lot of times they'll start doing all the talking if you guide it in the right direction. So sometimes mm -hmm. you can sit back, but definitely in the beginning, you're going to be doing a fair amount of that. You know, that could necessarily just be a few minutes, you know, you never know. But what would, would you say, um, how do you go about, you know, coming up with things to say, right? Like that content generation, that's an issue with a lot of introverted dudes. They feel like, oh, I don't have anything to say. But what's funny is then they'll start talking about all this stuff about how they don't have things to say. And it's like, you just generated <laughs> content. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like we said before, I mean, everyone has that chatter in their head, something to say. Yeah. So it's more of just, just about removing that filter, but also kind of stretching that part of your brain that's more creative. You're like, oh, like you pick a word um, and there's exercises you could do um, that you'd be like, oh, take any sentence and pick a word out of that and then come up with a few different topics to say out of that and then say something, and then do that again, and again, and again. One of the uh, best exercises, honestly, and, and specifically for introversion and dating, would be to, uh, 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 one of my friends called it gaming the wall, I guess, but yeah. basically you just go and talk to a wall for like five minutes, 10 minutes, and you just have to, uh, you just have to keep coming up with stuff to say. And at the beginning, it's like, oh, it's so weird, like you're like, oh, I'm running out of things to say, be like, nope, gotta you gotta keep going you gotta put a timer on that thing and then you can be like oh you know actually i do have stuff to say like let's keep going i mean it's probably going to be specific areas of interest yeah but if you do this exercise enough you'd be like oh i don't want to keep in my normal comfort zone like let's find some new interesting things to say and you never know where your brain's going to take you there's a lot more in there than than you think yeah. just because you can't come up with something right away off the top of your head doesn't mean it's it's still in there. I mean, everyone has their own unique experiences. Yeah, yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned that because those are definitely a couple drills that we do when we work with guys one-on-one -on -one or even online is that we'll have them do kind of like you said, you know, talking to the wall, just being able to come up with your own content just one-on-one, -on -one, well, basically just one, just to <laughs> yourself. And of course, in some ways it's easier because you don't have another person there to be nervous about, but in some ways it's actually harder because you're coming up with 100% of the content. So that's sort of the first step. And then, yeah, like you said, the other stuff without sentences and pick some words out of it and extrapolate. So we do all those sorts of things to kind of just jar your brain loose. You know, we get really rigid and tight and it's just like, no, just free form, just let it flow. And that's the actual process. Like some of those improv games, that's actually one of the best things you can do just to start. Oh, okay. There's all these ideas. You can just go anywhere with it. It doesn't have to be rigid. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of improv, a uh, great thing to do if you're an introvert. I mean, certainly we'll push your boundaries, yep. but everybody else in like an improv class is in the same boat. They'll teach a ton of exercises to stretch that. Right. And you're not only just talking, I mean, you're also acting and it's, it's this fun, silly, stupid thing um, that uh, was an awesome experience. I mean, I took an improv class a few months ago yep. and heck yeah, it was, it was really cool. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. No, me too. That is definitely one of the things that we recommend just in terms of, yeah, being able to be 
quicker on your feet, but also you can meet people and everyone's sort of pushing their comfort zone there. Well, not everyone, some, there's some guys who are, guys and girls who are kind of pros at it and they really like doing that because that's kind of their art form, but it's almost half of the people, I've probably done maybe six or so of the classes, half of the people are just like, yeah, I'm just here to push my comfort zone and to see if I can get out of my shell a little bit. So it's, it's great, it's one of the best yeah. things. Like you said. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Fairly. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and say, in terms of, you know, pushing against your comfort zone, that sort of thing, you know, certainly in the dating social world, it's helped you. Has it, has it spilled over into other parts of your life, like career or otherwise? Um, yeah, kind of. I mean, I definitely with the voice thing, I mean, I do a lot of uh, phone call meetings. And uh, a lot of times I found myself potentially running out of steam with those. But, the, but the, in the business world, it's a little bit different because it's fairly logical. Um, and being you know, super logically minded, it's a lot easier. I mean, what I do is, is fairly routine. I'm like, oh yeah, we gotta do this. We have processes for this. So I can't say it's necessarily helped a lot with what I do now, mm-hmm. although I could absolutely see it help in the future. So if I had to get uh, new clients, now I know if I go to an event, I could cold approach network way better. Right. Absolutely. And there's been some other professional events or conferences where I just felt way more comfortable um, with talking with people, holding conversations, or mostly just approaching people. Right. I mean, almost my whole life, I never approached people at all. They always approached me, and so then it's, it's low risk. Right. But going out and, and actually kind of learning some of these skills um, hasn't necessarily applied immediately, but I could totally see it in the future. Right, yeah. I think that is common for a lot of guys. Sometimes they will spill over more or less to their career, but you know, just in terms of being able to project your voice, I mean, that's huge. That's how you communicate in the workplace. Yeah. Um, being heard by a boss or a supervisor, like literally being heard, that's a huge component of it. For and whatever reason, you know, quieter people are just overlooked, mostly because there's always gonna be somebody louder right next to them. So making sure not that you're a brash, you know, douchebag, but I'm speaking, I kind of own my space, I believe in what I have to say, so I'm gonna say it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, certainly you want to express yourself and not be overlooked just for something as trivial as your voice, Yeah. right? Just because you don't necessarily express yourself or project doesn't mean you don't have, like, very good things to say or points to make. Of course. Um, Yeah, and that's the problem is, like, introverts, I think, because they're so deep thinking, and the science shows there's actually more gray matter, like brains of an introvert are actually different, Mm. but they have all this great stuff to contribute, but because the personality tends to be somewhat passive and they're not really into socializing as much because it's a little more of an obstacle, they're just passed over in so many ways, you know, Mm -hmm. in the social world, in terms of dating, but also professionally, so all this stuff can apply, it depends on where you wanna take it. And it seems like, for a lot of guys, the best way in is like, okay, if you're a heterosexual male, you're single, you're gonna wanna date, that's the best place to kinda start and test out your skills and improve yourself and all that stuff. Sure, sure, I mean, that's, uh, 
that's a very good point. I mean, all the skills you learn will improve all of your life. I mean, we're social beings, yeah. uh, whether, you, whether you like it or not. I mean, yeah. we, we are, you know, from evolution, we, we really need social interaction. I mean, if you, the worst thing you can do is put somebody in isolation. Um, I mean, I, I think that's that's horrible. Honestly, I've had my moments of like loneliness. Um, so specifically, like when I moved to Denver, I like lived by myself. I'm like, oh shit! Like I need to go out and and meet people and and do this thing and push myself. Yep. And actually, bringing it back to another point about the business, uh, one thing that I do remember uh, it helping specifically is. Um, like all my business conversations are very dry, like super logical, like, oh, let's just get this done. And, and my subordinates, I mean, it's like, it was always, it always just felt really boring and like not super motivating for them. It's just kind of, it's just a job. But more recently, especially after the improv stuff, it's like, let's, let's joke around a little bit more, right? Like let's, you know, throw some funny, uh, you know, pictures in the chat room or let's, crack a joke here and there like let's let's kind of play around with it a bit more and it's so it's it's definitely helped with uh kind of kind of just lighten lighten the mood a bit you know it's loosened me up yeah you know, kind of made you more you know willing to put stuff out there and just see where it goes and yeah stir things up a little bit yeah 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 just loosen that's that's a very good term yeah well so um yeah we'll wind down here it's been great to have you I wanted to ask you what your advice would be to, let's say it's a guy who wants to change things in his life, you know, he's being overlooked, he's not doing great in the dating world, he, it's a pretty good indication that it has a little bit to do with the fact that he's not putting himself out there, he's terrified about starting this process, you know, maybe he doesn't want to go to the, the loudest club in town and, you know, stuff like that. But what would be, what would be one of your suggestions for, for him to, to go out there and do, to try at least? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much you can do just kind of depending on, on where you're at, I guess. Um, but really one of the easiest things you could probably do as a guy is to go out and just, just specifically like, don't, be shy like uh, you know I think there's there's probably a correlation between uh, introversion and like social anxiety or just lack of social skills in general yeah. but but if you go out like you just have to go out and you don't even necessarily have to approach people people will approach you as long as you're just kind of like willing like you look like you're open you know you're mm -hmm. not like sitting in the corner with your arms crossed kind of thing mm -hmm. you're just kind of like looking around making eye contact with people I mean, that's one of the easiest things you can do. And you can make friends, like guy friends through that and be like, hey man, like, you know, I'm, I'm just here. Like, you know, I, I wanna improve myself. I mean, people are actually really friendly. Hmm. This was one of the limiting beliefs I had as I thought people were assholes. Right. And, and it turns out the, the, the really, most people are not. Most people are actually really, really friendly. And in fact, way more friendlier than I thought, especially going out and basically interrupt, like interrupting people's conversations just to be like, hey, this is me, blah, blah, blah. And most people are like, oh, like they, they would give me some time for the most part, yeah. but then, uh, you know, it, it's still kind of a shallow thing. I mean, it's like, well, dude, like we're having a conversation here. Can you please, you know, leave us alone? Sure, unless, unless you're like super interesting. It's like, oh yeah, this is a cool guy. Like let's bring him but in. But they're not 
like spitting in your face. They're not calling you names. <laughs> yeah. At most they're being yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, brusque, if that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do get the those people that like maybe some drunk dude or some like oh, yeah. super macho guy. It's like, well, just ignore those guys. Like, you don't yeah. want to interact with those guys. Find guys that you can relate with. Like maybe even at at your work. You know, maybe you'll do like a happy hour. And you get those. I've gone out with guys uh, from where I used to work without a lot. It's like, hey, let's let's go out and like. I wouldn't necessarily specifically like to meet women because it would, because then I could tell they were like, oh shit, like we're gonna have to talk to women. I'm like, no, dude, like, you know, like like maybe, <laughs> you know, like maybe yeah, we yeah. will. And like eventually, you found another guy who like was more skilled. And it's like, hey, dude, yeah, let's go talk to them. It's like, oh shit, like that guy's doing it. If that guy could do it, I could do it. Right. Like, let's try it. So basically just not putting too much pressure on yourself, experimenting with stuff. And yeah, I would say your advice would just get out the door and see what happens. That's, that's almost the hardest thing to do. And that's pretty much your halfway there. You just, just leave yeah. the house. Even if you're just going there and you're like, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to talk to anyone. You know, that's fine too. You're mm -hmm. out there. Absolutely. I mean, I've had to even tell myself, I'm like, no, like I've got this goal of trying to get better, but then my body and everything's like, no, just stay in. This is so much more comfortable. Like, you know, you're in a bad state. You're not going to talk to anyone. But like, well, screw it. Like, so what if I don't talk to anyone? At least um, on my worst nights, like I'll just go and take a walk. You know, I'll like go walk by where people are and just like, you know, make eye contact or maybe say what's up and be like, hey, yeah, something. And some nights there were no conversations. But at least like, okay, that, that wasn't that bad. And then the next night, I'd be like, oh yeah, I was kind of more used to going out. Like, let's actually go out and talk to one person. Yeah. Right, just talk to one person. And then maybe the next night or the next week even talk to two people. I mean, you can do this slowly. Although I'll tell you, the faster and the harder you can do it, the, the better. I mean, if you can, the, the, the more you could push yourself, mm -hmm. you're gonna improve way faster. I mean, you're going to get these compounding like momentum, uh, type of gains and you can, you can actually change yourself. I mean, it's not necessarily good changing yourself. It's more of just kind of like, Oh yeah, there's this part of me that I haven't been expressing. Yeah. And it's awesome to kind of just reveal yourself. Yeah. Reveal yourself. That's perfect. And that's a perfect way to end the podcast. I want to thank you, Jeremiah, for taking the time and for all your insight. And you can check out more at introvertunbound.com. Thank you, Wes.